This week, we've been driving a cab here for 30 years, and we're telling you, watch Escape from New York. This is Body Counts and Beer. And welcome to another edition of Body Counts and Beer. I am Mark Rosendahl. I am Patrick Bromley. I am John Rooney. Call me Snake. Rooney. Snake Rooney. Snake Rooney. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. No. That sounds like a guy who'd hustle you out at a, at a billiard hall. <laughs> yeah, or maybe runs a three-card Monty game on the train. Right? <laughs> Snake Rooney. Or maybe what Principal Ed Rooney calls himself at night. Yeah. Oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> that man's an actual criminal. <laughs> oh, and this week on Body Counts of Beer, we are discussing the 1981 John Carpenter cult classic, Escape from New York. Guys, the reason we chose this movie this week, we put it to you, the listeners and the Twitter followers. What should we listen to? We gave you three choices. Reign of Fire. Double Impact, Escape from New York, and you resoundingly chose Escape from New York, a movie that, strangely enough, not an action movie. (laughs) (laughs) It's action-esque. It's action-adjacent. Yeah, we'll make that determination later, but uh, just keep that in mind. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say thanks for not voting for Reign of Fire. Boo! Shut up! I was secretly hoping for that to win. Screw that movie. Uh, That movie's great. Dragons with holes in their wings. Dragons are dope. You shut your mouth. (laughs) I love dragons. Those dragons suck. You suck. You suck. Fuck you, Patrick. Stupid man. Not since Return of the Jedi has there been such a wonderful reenactment of the original Star Wars trilogy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Escape from New York. From the director of Escape from New York, the writer of Escape from New York, and the star of Escape from New York comes Escape from New York. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I forgot to look up everyone else's credits beforehand. Right, uh, John Carpenter, uh, notoriously uh, a low-output director. Yep, made one movie, Escape from New York, and never did anything ever again. He is the Tommy Wiseau of guys who have made Escape from New York. Escape from New York begins, as all movies do, digital readouts on the screen. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck you, movie. You're not going to trick me into reading. Oh, thank God there's a voiceover to read the text. (laughs) True. So, uh, it begins, we find out, in the year 1988, crime has skyrocketed 400%. Because this was in that weird time in American pop culture where we were absolutely sure that crime was just going to overtake the nation. Yeah. Absolutely. And it does in this film. And so (laughs) Manhattan Island is turned into the sole maximum security prison for the entire country. It is uh, surrounded. All of the uh, waterways are sealed off. The bridges are mined. The only rules are the rules that the prisoners inside have made. No one comes in. No one comes out. And no one gets to root for anyone but the Mets. Yeah. Take that, Yankees. They build a wall around the island and make New Jersey pay for it. Yeah. Absolutely. Take that, Jersey. (laughs) And And the uh, United States Police Force. (laughs) The most frightening thing Jesus only Christ. because only because uh we're so close to it right now <laughs> <laughs> although i am comforted by the fact that their official uniform is a blast shield over the face so yeah. with the blast shield down they can't even see how are they supposed to fight which is why they fall out of their helicopters <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
It is the stormtrooper banging their head equivalent of Escape from New York. Uh, you find out in the prequels that that's been genetically cloned in. That's right. Yeah, right. No, the bounty definitely. hunter that they used to make the police for. Just a little bit of a klutz at the end of the day. The only problem is the bounty hunter was played by Lee Van Cleef. Uh, so the... Great the name, movie. by the way. Oh, strong so name. Good. Lee Van Cleef. Oh, no. We're going to get to the strongest name in American history. Uh, the stunt coordinator for this movie. Patrick, you remember this guy's name. His name was Dick Warlock. <laughs> oh, my Holy God. shitballs, The guys. single greatest you name. You have no idea. I am going to throw away so much of my life's work in RPG characters just to start anew. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm going to do. Like, for 30, 40 years of my life... I've always been ASS <laughs> when I played video games. And now my whole foundation of my life is shaken to its very core. Yeah, yeah. it's like when uh, Salieri first hears a Mozart music. Yeah, no. This guy, I, he goes I, home and burns all of his sheets. <laughs> the rest of us might as well be named Rando Human. <laughs> compared to the Dick Warlock. <laughs> so the movie begins... Uh, we get our first glimpse of New York, the prison. Um, and there's a... Well, we get our first glimpse of a raft. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah. A raft. There's a raft made out of what looks like a mattress and some sticks. Yeah. A helicopter rolls up to them and says, you uh, have... flies up. Ooh, uh, you sure it wasn't doing? There, are you actually? sure it wasn't doing somersaults? No, are you sure? No, oh, no he's doing winter salts. Oh, okay. Hey, oh. Stick and move, stick and move, you guys. <laughs> John Rooney, the Muhammad Ali of podcast <laughs> commentators. Yeah. Uh, and so the this helicopter flies up to them. Thank you, and gives them a warning to turn back. They do not turn back. They fire a warning shot of a missile about three feet from them. They continue to not turn back. So the helicopter just blows them the fuck up. With a missile. At point blank range. Like 15 feet away. They are not that far away. (laughs) It is goddamn hilarious. The one guy's body literally flies 30 feet off the raft (laughs) and explodes into the water. It's very satisfying. (laughs) It's also the last action scene we'll have for the next hour or so. <laughs> or so. In a movie that's only going to last another hour or yeah. so. <laughs> yeah, this movie is more of a tone poem yeah. than an action mm-hmm. flick. We keep watching Kurt Russell movies and nothing actually happens <laughs> in them. I mean, fucking his dialogue is gold every time. It is. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, and so, uh, we see Kurt Russell. Uh, he's an unnamed prisoner being transferred to uh, New York uh, State Prison at the Liberty... It's the Liberty Island Security Control Center where they do all the processing. Yeah, in Lululemon branded urban camo <laughs> lycra pants. As is the style at the time. Yeah, he's wearing a shiny, like... Uh, like a tank top? Vinyl yeah, tank top. Like vinyl tank yeah. top without sleeves? No, he's ready for killing and clubbing. Oh, yeah, it's man. It's versatile. He's going to hit that <laughs> vibrant 80s uh, dance hall scene. Yeah, man. Uh, where all they listen to are songs from the musical Damn Yankees. <laughs> so, the modern soldier of fortune on the go. Yeah. At least, as long as they're not listening to the band Damn Yankees, we're good. <laughs> no one needs more the Nuge. <laughs> so, 
we find out that a plane is entering New York's uh, restricted airspace, and they find out that, oh no, it's the president's plane, Air Which, Force One. Really, they should have known better. Mm-hmm. They're the ones who restricted the airspace right. in the first place. You feel like there'd be a like well-publicized flight plan within your various governmental security offices. Sure. Yeah, but... When the president's flying around. But there's not. This, friends, and, is why we now have a Department of Homeland Security. I thought that was just because they made that TV show Homeland and life imitates <laughs> yep, art. Yep, that's yeah. yeah, the TV show came first. Yeah. Also, yep. they needed to read all of our emails. Yeah, also and, uh, true. <laughs> the day, we had no we had no idea how many hours were in a day until twenty four. Yeah, that's true. right. For the longest time, I thought there were seventy three hours in a day. Well, yeah. it varied from city to city depending on what the railroad conductor told you. <laughs> I used to run on Roman time where you had like hours in the day, but then like quarters at night. That was I like. <laughs> you that. take your commie metric bullshit <laughs> right the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so uh the plane that the president is flying on air force one has been taken over by the uh people's liberation front of america it seems like just that one lady it's one lady yeah. who has killed the two pilots by slitting their throat yes you did and her big plan is just to crash a plane into new york with the president and his cabinet seemingly inside yeah some other guys the president uh with a briefcase handcuffed to his hand Valiantly and courageously abandons ship yeah. in his Mork from Orc red egg <laughs> <laughs> and zips out. Yeah. Uh, we're burying the lead. The uh, president is played by the uh, incomparable Donald Pleasance. Yeah. You, you mean the incomprehensible Donald Pleasance? <laughs> I mean the at the height of his drinking Donald Pleasance. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I think you mean it was played by Johnny Walker <laughs> in a Donald Pleasance-like sort of uh, makeup. Yeah, he pulled a Jame gum and just put on Donald Pleasance. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Donald Pleasance has that uh, that ruddy look to his nose and cheeks that denotes a human being whose entire blood supply <laughs> is made out of cheap whiskey. Here's one of those things. Is I always think of Donald Pleasance as like an, a, a well-respected actor who later in his career just had to kind of slum it. Yet for the life of me, I cannot recall a single like... Prestige movie he's done. I can only think of THX 1138, The Puma Man, and I guess uh, uh, Halloween. Puma Man. That's right, Puma Man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and Halloween, that's pretty much it. An yeah. Escape from New York. This is his indie movie. This is his cred film. Yeah. The President. The British President of the United <laughs> States of America. It's Which, like, by the way, I'm pretty sure we have a whole document that forbids shit like that. Well... It's just, with Donald Pleasance, I feel like he uh, took the Alec Guinness approach to his career. <laughs> he just skipped the part where we, he was in Bridge Over the River Kwai. Right, he skipped the part where he's a well-respected and awarded actor. He just went straight to the gambling debts and drinking. Correct, yeah. 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 I mean, look, if you can, you know, take shortcuts in your career, do it, man. Hey, do it, you, you know? know? It's just a poor man's Malcolm McDowell. Yeah, exactly. Look, look, athletes have steroids, actors have the drink, and it works out pretty well. <laughs> the drink. Yeah, the drink has never derailed an actor's career ever. Prove me wrong, science. Yeah, uh, or Barry Moores. <laughs> Lionel was a consummate professional. Uh, so anyways, uh, Escape from New York. The movie we watched. The president escapes in his weird red egg. The United States police force uh, <laughs> tries to mount <laughs> tries to mount a rescue uh, where they land in New York. 
60, 70 different police officers led by Lee Van Cleef himself playing uh, Chief Hawk uh, come out to look for the president. They find his egg. It's empty. The president has been taken somewhere. When... <laughs> Uh, I don't know how to describe this guy. Uh, very simply, listen, listen. as he is, he is Sting from Dune, but about a hundred pounds lighter and with much bigger hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's one way. I'd say it'd be like Sting and Bowie and Puck had a threesome, and a random fairy gave birth to a man. And it, yeah, and that man was the star of like a Dragon Ball, like a Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, because he has Super Saiyan hair. Yeah, yeah. he absolutely his, has Super Saiyan hair. His hair is just all over the place, and, and he's he blonde has... always, so you know he's always. Saying. Right, that's right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. High fives everywhere! We definitely didn't high five John Rooney listeners. No, we did not. They yeah. left me hanging. Send I mean, all of your complaints to at Body Counts and Yeah, no, let's take a it's poll. At Body Count Cast. <laughs> We've been doing this for a year. Dear God, man. <laughs> Get our Twitter handle right. <laughs> Send you the send these complaints to <laughs> at body count cast. So, anyways, uh, you uh, know what? No, send all your complaints to at real Sean Spicer. <laughs> <laughs> that guy seems real lonely these days. He could use a good pick me up. Oh man, of all the theologies. Oh. <laughs> So, uh, this one... This is going to be a great document of the end times, by the way. <laughs> yes, absolutely, yeah. This is going to be, uh... Just like Escape from New York. Yeah. <laughs> so, this one weird puck-looking dude... One doo-doo. weird puck. Doctors hate him. <laughs> 90s kids yeah. will cry. Yeah. And he, he opens his whole head like Donald Sutherland at the end of uh, the zombie movie he was in. Oh, the... You mean the pod people, like the Invasion of the Body Snatchers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He that. opens his Whoa! whole head in order to say his lines. And, but he only whispers them. Yeah. And he kind of like dances slash stumbles up on them. Yeah. It's very clearly this guy was like a performance artist of some kind in New York and he showed up for like extras casting like that and they were like, well this guy has to be like our fifth lead. Yeah. <laughs> right? And they put him in it and he basically informs Hawk and everything that we have the president if you don't leave in 30 seconds he's dead. Uh, and then starts counting down very methodically all the police run away like little wussy boys uh, and go back to Fucking Liberty Island Control Center. Yeah. And now it's time. Hawk contacts somebody. I assume his boss, the general of the United States Police <laughs> Force. Yeah. Or the commish, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The commish. Yeah. And. A uh, rough one from the shield. <laughs> and not, uh, the, and not that thing. sweet, sweet pussycat from the commish. Yeah. No, no. That guy was a dream. <laughs> And he uh, he comes out and he basically asks them if he has the uh, authorization for a rescue mission. He's got a guy in mind. Cut to Snake Plissken coming face to face with Chief Hawk. Hawk explains to him, you've got 24 hours to get in, get the president. President of what? President of the Coca United fucking States. cola. It's Coca fucking cola, baby. This whole scene, uh, it's sort of like a. This is like your big exposition dump, and it's Hawk and Pliskin uh, just back and forth over this desk, and like this but, scene, like, their lines don't quite match the response that the other <laughs> actor is giving. Them. They were clear. I mean, this is a low budget movie. They were clearly filmed on like separate weeks, <laughs> uh, and but like this whole scene, basically, like. You sets a template for the kind of character Snake Plissken is. It should be noted, Snake Plissken is one of the like 
iconic characters of like action cinema um despite the lack of action <laughs> in the movie but like the cool long haired nice outfit the eye patch he smokes he's got that gravelly whispery voice he's everything Seagal ever wanted to be and never could live up to um <laughs> take that Seagal he earned it we watched Under Siege <laughs> don't make me put on Out for Justice uh. <laughs> Is that the one with Michael Caine? God, no, I hope not. <laughs> did Michael Caine really do a Steven Seagal movie? I thought so. I thought so. Oh. I thought he did the one where uh, Seagal's up in uh, Alaska yeah. getting all in touch. Deadly with Ground. Oh, no. Isn't that the one he directed? Yeah, too? yeah. Oh. Seagal's own. We yeah. have to watch that later. We'll get there. Yeah. That's where he has like magic powers, right? Like shamanic yeah, powers. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he, he has like visions and shit. Yeah, he's oh, a real yeah. Jedi about it's it. It's going to be real good. <laughs> and he's like an eco-terrorist, too. I'm pretty sure the bad guys are all like oil drillers or something. Okay. Or the big fight happens at an oil refinery. Either of these could be true. I mean, I don't know why I'm upset that Michael Caine might have been in a Steven Seagal movie when he's definitely in Jaws for the Revenge. <laughs> it's not like Michael Caine's the most selective guy. He is making an old man heist movie with fucking... Uh, Alan Arkin and uh, Morgan Freeman. Yep. Oh, fantastic. Directed by Zach Braff, of all people. Yeah. Really angry. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jaws 4, if you if you ever want the greatest ex- reading experience oh, yeah. in your life, the novelization of Jaws 4 from the shark's point of view, where it turns out that uh, Voodoo Priest has the heart of Jaws and brings him back to life, it is outstanding. That sounds amazing. It could yeah. not be better. In the movie, you... There's none of that in the movie. The movie is just the somehow the shark well, from the, the first Jaws that got blowed up comes back to life. It wills himself back together with the power of vengeance yeah. and comes after Chief Brody's wife, who got the gig because she was the studio head's wife. Nice. Oh, Chief Brody was the studio head? Yeah, isn't that cool? Good for him. Yeah, good work, Chief Brody. Neato. Yeah. He always did need to move on from beach policing. <laughs> he well, he moved on from city policing to beach policing. Well, and he needed to move further Come on, on. He to got, studio head. Let's all be fair. He got squeezed out of the force because he kept getting drunk on the job. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If ever there was a cop with an unaddressed drinking yeah. problem, it was Chief Brody. And then he would just harass swimmers. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody get out! Start throwing vodka bottles at people. There's a goddamn shark in that water. God damn it, Brody. <laughs> Get Brody, that, it's a YMCA pool. <laughs> Brody, it's a cutty sark. You know who I am. I'm a goddamn hero. <laughs> no, you're not. You just survived. That's it. You got lucky, Brody. Also, nobody saw what happened. So. Well, I said, smile, you son of a bitch, and I shot him so hard his head exploded. <laughs> See, you keep Richard saying Richard Dreyfus will back me up on all this. Dreyfus was high out of his mind the whole time. <laughs> He was underwater surviving for four hours somehow. I don't know what happened to Quinn. I don't know what happened to Quinn. He got eaten by the shark. I know you saw that. You take that back, you bastard. He was a mensch. What? (laughs) A real mitzvah. What? Yeah, Chief Brody, uh, he converted to Judaism later. Oh, okay. All right. 
fantastic. He pulled a Tim Watley. Yeah. He just wanted the jokes. I get it. All right, so... I, he just really wanted a bar mitzvah so he could feel like a man for once in his life. Whoa! You don't think shooting a harpoon at a shark makes you feel like a man? Not at that blood alcohol level. <laughs> So Snake Plissken is offered a full he's offered a full pardon for all the crimes he's committed in the United States if he goes in and saves the president. He's then shown his table of uh, fighting wares. Yeah, his standard issue police gear. Yeah. Which uh, involves a revolver with the sniper sights, some ninja stars of varying shapes and sizes. sizes a couple throwing knives. Some knives, uh, another gun. Few, uh, if any, of these weapons actually get used through the course of yeah. the movie. No, they do not. No, <laughs> Absolutely. They, I'm not even sure he takes them all. No, no. Then he, uh, he goes in to see... Uh, he goes into like a high school biology classroom. Yeah. And there's diagrams of the human body just yeah. in case. And then he is uh, injected in the neck uh, with, uh, he's told he's being inoculated against something. Uh, and then it turns out that what it is is sort of an insurance policy for the United States Police Force that Pliskin doesn't take the glider he's going into New York with up to Canada. So basically he's got 24 hours and then these little things will explode and blow his fucking head off. Snake's not very happy about that and tries to choke Lee Van Cleave to death. It's great. Yeah. Until the doctor, who's out of focus, just says, Stop it! We can solve it with x-rays! Yeah, yeah. he some, somehow managed to get, like, four <laughs> syllables out of x-rays. <laughs> x-rays. <laughs> yeah. He's not framed and shot. He's out of focus. But goddamn, that's a hell of a performance. He was trying to get a SAG card, man. Yeah. <laughs> gotta he get the unit. It. So Snake is back on the job. So uh, Snake lands in New York and uh, sort of like hot wires an elevator to get down to the ground level. And then just kind of sneaks around for like 15 minutes. Well, this like prison colony of Manhattan is surprisingly depopulated. Like there's just not a lot of people wandering in streets. Well, I mean, you kind of get the feeling that, uh, you know, you either join up with a gang or you're killed by a gang. So right. it feels yeah. like a lot of the prison population has just been decimated by yeah. infighting. Because uh, there's definitely, like, a lots of different factions. It's almost like the Warriors, it feels like. Right. Like, yeah. everyone's ganged up. So, and, like, the, he goes, like, the first stop he makes is this, to like... the theater! He, he, just like in Tombstone, he goes to the theater. <laughs> Fucking love that theater. Yeah, it's the man. only way you can get Hamilton tickets these days. Oh! 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 Watching the prison colony. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Dahmer was a fantastic King George. Um, <laughs> um, that guy really chewed the scenery. Oh! And what a nice change of pace! Uh. <laughs> Boy, this podcast is getting out of date as we're recording it. <laughs> Guys, how about that John Dillinger? <laughs> His guns were certainly very small and easy to conceal in your boot. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, what are we doing? That's what I've asked myself every other week for a year. <laughs> I feel like we've all just like accidentally taken a plane to Antarctica and stumbled across like the mouth of madness. <laughs> so uh, Pliskin sneaks around for a little bit. He goes to the theater, sees a bunch of guys singing a song from Damned Yankees uh, in full like 
French like Moulin Rouge can can yeah. gear. Yeah, they got so it's a good performance. He's immediately recognized by Ernest Borgnine playing Cabby. Heavy. And he it's Ernest like he's Borgnine got the face. is loving this musical. Yeah. He is really into it. Ernest Borgnine has exactly one mode, and that is Daffy Duck. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I wouldn't even say Daffy Duck because Daffy Duck is always angry and bitter. He his one mode is it's more like Bugs Bunny. It is just complete and utter joy at everything. <laughs> uh, he's just so happy to be at the theater that he's so happy to see Snake Plissken. He's uh, so happy to drive a cab. Uh, Snake Plissken goes into a basement. He's tracking the president on his little uh, beeper thing. He finally finds the signal. Uh, and he sees a man in a suit with a little beeper on his wrist getting punched to <laughs> shit. Yeah, he's just getting punched to pieces. And, like, while he's going by, like, he's carrying this Uzi that has, like, a giant, like, super long extra barrel. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's some it's kind a, of scope on top. Yeah, yeah, his gun is like a chimera. It's got the butt of an Uzi, <laughs> the barrel of a shotgun, and the scope of a PG-13. Uh, a PG thirteen, a, a, a parental guidance. Nice. <laughs> also, it, uh, it it asks people riddles. That's its other one. <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out it's just like a weird toothless homeless man who believes he is president now that he's received this thing on his wrist. Yeah, he says he woke up and it's a miracle. I'm the president now. Yeah, someone gave him a homing device. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much how our electoral college works Yeah, today. I think so. That's that, true, actually. Yeah, if you beep the loudest, you get to be president. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Pulisken. So I just, I just realized the White House is basically just a giant man cave. <laughs> Loudest person's in charge. No girls allowed. Beef jerky welcome. Ooh, <laughs> I had no idea there was a beef jerky there. I cramp in my leg from that joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the listeners were also curious as to why you stood up. <laughs> I, was, I was just so proud. <laughs> <laughs> a joke like that, it seems distasteful to show it such disrespect. <laughs> so Pliskin, after uh, inadvertently saving Toothless home- Hobo Guy, calls uh, calls up the United States Police Force and he's like, President's dead, get me out. And they're just like, nah, you got 18 hours, you go find the president. And he's like, please. And they're like, <laughs> no, man. And he's like, fine, fine. So he goes and uh, finds the presidential pod. It's empty. Uh, and then he ends up in a chock full of nuts yeah. uh, shop where he meets a delightful young lady. Yeah, he meets a delightful young lady uh, yeah. who looks like she could have been in the David Bowie Cat People video. Absolutely. Um, they for, share a cigarette, stripe up a little conversation. Sh- no, no, they don't share a cigarette. She asks for a cigarette. He throws her a pack, and then she pockets that pack. <laughs> <laughs> she does pocket the whole pack. I she? said one! One! Yeah. And he says uh, a line that I don't understand, which is, cover, you know, use your hand to cover that while you're doing that, or they'll hear us. No, it's no. Like, what are you talking he, about? He wants her to, to cover the light from the match striking so that all the crazy people running down the streets like a herd of buffalo won't see the light strike. Right. As he's walking down the street, all of a sudden, just like in the Michael Jackson Beat It video, 
smoke starts pouring out of manholes, and people just started climbing out of yeah. windows and everything, chasing after him. It turns into like almost like a weird George Romero like zombie movie. Yeah, yeah he uh, he inceptions a zombie movie in the middle of your escape from New right. York. Yeah, complete with the fact that the floor of the chock full of nuts opens up, zombies reach out <laughs> like a hand working together and swallow this girl into the floor. Taking snake smokes with her. Oh, man. It's bad news. I think they ate her. Oh, they definitely ate her, yeah. Just like the Ewoks, the prisoners of uh, New York are all cannibals. (laughs) And they eat the shit out of that lady. Snake, again, goes on the run. Uh, Doesn't fight anybody. He instead just shoots his way through a door, then shoots his way through a wall, uh, doing that classic thing where you shoot a circle into a wall with bullets, and then jump through through it. Yeah, you know, we've all done that when we've accidentally locked ourselves out of an apartment, or a house, or a car. It is. Yeah, no, no, true. That's how I lost all my security deposits. Yeah, my Tech 9 is my other set of keys. (laughs) (laughs) That's what my bumper sticker on my car (laughs) says. My other car is a murder tank. <laughs> uh, and so the snake uh, eventually runs around. He catches up with Cabby, who gives him a ride and exp- uh, a little bit more of an exposition dump. He's like, oh, the Duke's got the president. Not I- before firmly establishing that this is a bad neighborhood. Yeah. Right, yes. Well, it's full of zombies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if the real estate agent popped that one on me. <laughs> So we got to have a two-bedroom over here. It's got a nice bathroom, kitchen, uh, dining room, the whole, the whole deal. It's like, yeah, a good place for me to have my grilled fish. <laughs> I got some Whoa. friends from the temple Whoa. coming Whoa. over later. Whoa, bro. We're going to talk about the Torah. Chief, Chief. <laughs> Jesus um, Christ, Brody. Chief. The converts are always real into it. Chief, I, I just want you to keep it down. You know, there are neighbors here, uh, you know, who are listening. <laughs> They're going to hear the glory word of God. Jesus uh, Christ, All right, Brody. Brody thank you. Um, you my know door's always open because I got part of my parole is I'm not allowed to have sharp keys anymore. <laughs> I, uh, I don't, somehow I don't think you're going to pass the background check for this, Brody. <laughs> I was a hero. I made a shark smile with a harpoon. Uh, <laughs> Okay. I'm curious as to where this Could, joke was gonna go before Brody showed up. Well, I was hoping I was hoping to set up a scenario yeah. where where I was a realtor and Patrick was looking for a real estate place and I explained there's something uh, here. Yes, yes, but and, instead, and, uh, and I'm the manager and uh, um, uh, I can't help you and we're on the moon and it's not an apartment anymore and, and I have uh, a gun. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> It's a ray gun. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we present to you three trained actors yeah. doing actory things. <laughs> Great improv work team. Yeah, I was real strong. <laughs> yes, and, uh, and, uh, Patrick, you're not whoa, funny. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Damn. Sorry, guys, I panicked. I panicked. <laughs> way to do a... Deep a, cut, bro. Way to do a, a yes, a yes, why? I don't yeah. know what that was. <laughs> Yes, and I'm pretty sure it's called a herald. Oh, okay. (laughs) Oh, take that, practitioners of improvisation. Uh, (laughs) Drawing all your second city pentagrams on your wall, (laughs) summoning the very spirit of Lorne Michaels himself. (laughs) 
I've microwaved some fresh popcorn as an offering to you, O oh Dark Lord of Comedy. <laughs> uh, yes, very good. Um, how, how would you feel if uh, perhaps we just... Uh, so, um, I'm sorry, Lorne Michaels is being played by Sean Connery. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yes. Uh, 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 it's, I came out of retirement to play, play this part. Uh, uh, it's just a little smoother, I took the though, role right? because I couldn't understand it. <laughs> They asked me to play the uh, producer of Mad TV, and uh, I just didn't. I didn't understand the role. Uh, so moving on from whatever that was, uh, Snake and Ca- Cabby take Snake to go meet uh, the guy who can lead him to the Duke of New York. The, he's a number one. He's the guy who rules the whole joint. And the man he takes him to uh, is played by Harry Dean Stanton, and his name is Brain. Brain. Because he's the smart guy. You know he's a smart guy because he wears a trench coat and an ascot. Yeah. And he has a British accent. And a goddamn oil drill in his hideout. (laughs) (laughs) He just had... Yeah, his hideout, which appears to be a library of some kind. But Um, it is also maybe Yankee Stadium? Because it seems to be attached to the end of the movie in a weird way. I think it might be Madison Square Garden. Yeah? Yeah, I think that's all supposed to be like MSG. Um, but I, oh, could I be love wrong. MSG. It's delicious. I mean, it makes everything right? saltier. It's really good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, it, and it's, it's not, also where the shitty Knicks play. And it's not bad for you at all. That was all just propaganda. I mean, in a way that I don't care how long I live anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the brick of MSG, please. <laughs> I've seen enough of this world. It's my left foot, but with MSG. (laughs) (laughs) Now that's a deep cut. (laughs) Uh, And so, uh, uh, Brain uh, and his his main squeeze, uh, Maggie, played by Adrian Barbeau, who you might know uh, as the love interest from the movie Swamp Thing. Or you might know her better as that joke from that episode of C-Lab 2020, where also they make true. an Adrian Barbeau bot. <laughs> um, Adrian Barbeau uh, and, and Harry Dean Stanton, they're sort of like the, I don't know, sidekicks to the Duke or something. It's not made clear. All we know is that Snake knows Brain, but knew him under the name Harold, and they had obviously had some sort of history where a heist or something went wrong, and Harold bailed on him. Uh, it's like a hostage situation. Snake's got his big giant super gun out, and he's just trying to get the in- the information of where the president is, and they're like, no! And he's like, I'll shoot you! And they're like, alright. I need to stop this just because I need to recite my favorite lines in this movie. Which is when uh, Snake and, and Harold meet, Snake says, Oh, Harold, you bailed on me. Do you remember Kansas City and Fresno Bob? <laughs> and then this is it. This is the gold right here. Do you know what they did to Fresno Bob? <laughs> what did they do? Unspeakable, Mr. Bromley. And he, Simply unspeakable. And this I'm poor, assuming they made him had him move in with Chief Brody. <laughs> <laughs> and this poor bastard was already from Fresno. How much worse could it get? Come on, Fresno, I'll teach you some Hebrew. You gotta read it backwards. It's weird like that. Brody, Brody, I told you. Brody, I told you, you can't keep coming to visit me in jail and just yelling at me like this. 
Also, slowly but surely, Brody's being played by Mel Gibson. <laughs> so, uh, what follows next is uh, just more walking around. Uh, it really can't be. Here, I don't know what it is about this movie. Like, I legitimately love this movie. I think it is a great movie. It is an action movie, uh, like in everything but action. <laughs> it, yeah, it, like the score definitely indicates that there's big action sequences going on, but yeah. it's really just some guys some walking light, down and some empty. light jogging. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, most of the movie is just like dialogue and like like really angry glances and yeah. close-ups of close-ups of guns not shooting. Well, and there's a, there's Pliskin, a really uh, shitty slow car race there for a bit. Yeah. Pliskin seems to use his gun more as a boxing glove than a gun more often than that. <laughs> yeah. The number of people that he punches with his yeah. gun. And just like straight ahead too, not like yeah. pistol whipping or back. No, he's just hitting them with just the like front of the gun. forward and hits him in the face. Yeah. Which to be fair, guns are very heavy. That would oh, very yeah, much no. crack a I skull open. would hate to be hit in the face with a gun in that manner. Yes! Sure. Especially very... by Snake Plissken. He's a very muscular gentleman. But it's very unorthodox. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is highly irregular. <laughs> so, uh, Plissken and Brain... Brain says he's gonna lead Plissken to the Duke so he can get a hold of the President and this whole thing can be taken care of. Along the way, they find some goons of, uh, of the Duke. Uh, Brain goes over to Basically, okay, but how how is the Duke introduced in this movie? Because that's a very important. Okay, point. so the Duke is introduced on their way. They're uh, they're first they're driving down the street, and like he keeps telling them, "Don't go down Broadway." And they go down Broadway where they go through the gauntlet of angry <laughs> stick handlers. Yeah, yeah dude, that's what fucking happens when it's nothing but Disney musicals and remounts of Phantom. <laughs> Everybody runs out and starts attacking the cars with bats. Yes, yeah. It's a bunch of fucking rejects from Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. Uh, they turned the dark back on and then started hitting his car with sticks. And it's great. And it's... as I stated in the beginning, they're all Mets fans. Yeah. <laughs> so they miss the car more often than not. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, Half the time. <laughs> Cubs fan here. Uh, so, um, yeah. So a bunch of angry guys with sticks beat on the cab for a while. Eventually they <laughs> plow through a barrier of cars yeah. uh, and then drive away. And then the, the the like gaggle of crazy people chase them right up to the wall and then stop because it's across county lines. Yeah, they right. can't go. Yeah. They're out of their jurisdiction. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> we can't cross the car wall on it's, South Fifth. It's up to the feds now. <laughs> it's, the, it's the same situation that happened in like every Dukes of Hazard episode. <laughs> <laughs> like well, Luke and Bo make it to Louisville. Boss <laughs> Hawk can't get them. <laughs> and so um, I don't know if that's true. Don't. And don't look it up. <laughs> I don't fucking care about the Duke's Hazard. Nah, tweet that shit at Body Counts and Beer. <laughs> Damn it! Yeah, please tweet it. Tweet it at Body Counts and Beer. See what happens. Oh, uh, guys, you see this news article? The whole internet seems to have collapsed. <laughs> Three million tweets were sent to a non-existent account. What will we do? How will we restore order to the internet? <laughs> we need one man. One singular man can save us. Chief Brody. <laughs> I don't give a crap about your bleep blue boxes. You pick up the goddamn phone and call me like a person. 
I think Chief Brody's my new favorite impression we've ever had. Yeah, done. right. Yeah, and now suppresses Werner Herzog. Yeah, I'm about to say. No. I, I'm not in any way comparing myself to Dana Carvey. <laughs> But it's like Dana Carvey's impersonation of George H.W. Bush, where it sounds nothing like him whatsoever, but it is so singular and iconic. Yes, yes, your Chief Brody impression is singular and iconic. <laughs> you can tell because of all the tweets, Dad. <laughs> Fucking history will be my judge. You can tell by all the spikes in volume. <laughs> Check your waveforms, they're <laughs> fucked up! <laughs> oh. The trick is you have to play this podcast simultaneously but upside down so that the peaks, <laughs> the peaks and valleys That's cancel not, each other out. That's not how waveforms! God damn it! Oh, fuck. It just becomes white noise. <laughs> Oh, you mean it becomes that shitty Michael Keaton movie where TV static murders people? Hey, are you sure? Yeah, you're not probably contact? that one. No, I, no, I'm not. No. no, Contact was that shitty uh, Jodie Foster movie where oh, Carl Sagan right. murders people. Yeah, he I was fucking think- does. Man. I was, uh, I was thinking of Stay Tuned. <laughs> no, that's the shitty movie <laughs> where the pr- the principal from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Snake Rooney. <laughs> <laughs> Goes after John Ritter by sucking him into a TV. Whoa, 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 whoa. Then, then This is a family podcast. Hang on, then what's Pleasantville? That's the movie where... Shitty movie. That's the... That's the Pleasant okay Hill's movie. pretty alright. Yeah, that's the movie where Tobey Maguire... It just happens to be two completely different movies kind of stapled to each other. <laughs> yeah. It's a movie about what would happen if you got sucked into your favorite TV show. Well, and also, also, civil rights. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, a civil rights movie for white people. <laughs> oh, oh, God. I mean, it, it really <laughs> is. That's very true. Because the whole point is like, when the people are liberated from their 50s sitcom uh, uh, mindsets, they turn into colored characters. Like, they're restored to color. So, like, <laughs> it's so, like, and then all of a sudden the people who are colored versus the people who are in black and white are segregated from the population. And Joan Allen's character, the TV mom, gains her coloring by masturbating in a bathtub. She masturbates so hard a tree explodes. <laughs> <laughs> It literally bursts into flames. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then she leaves her husband, William H. Macy, for that paragon of male virtue, Jeff Daniels. Fuck yes. The soda jerk. Oh, no, he's the milkman. Oh, the, I thought, oh, no, he runs the soda place, doesn't he? I thought he was a milkman because it was a joke on that whole, like, milkman has an affair with your 50s No, wife. but he runs, like, the, the, the diner with the little fucking soda and the ice cream and shit. Maybe I'm just confused because both of those professions wear a similar hat. <laughs> That's also true. <laughs> So Escape from New York was the movie we've been watching. <laughs> um, yeah, so we meet the Duke uh, driving down the street in what is and always will be my dream car. <laughs> it is an, like a big-ass like Lincoln Town, town car, car type yeah. pit mobile with legitimate fucking chandeliers hanging over... As its headlights. Yeah. And a disco ball beautiful. inside. Yeah. Oh, and who is the Duke but Sir Isaac, Isaac Hayes. Hayes. Oh, yeah. Of fucking theme from Shaft fame. <laughs> <laughs> the Duke. 
cruising down the street in his beautiful pimp mobile, uh, chandeliers for headlights. Mm. Now, 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 you do not know that he's a pimp. You are simply projecting that. He is clearly a Duke, 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 Duke of Earls. I mean, he is... I didn't say he was a pimp, and he's just driving a pimp mobile, which is a... Uh, uh, a word that we use. I'm just so angry that you did it. <laughs> so mad. I really. I How was... dare you? How dare you even make me think of the movie King Ralph? How fucking oh, dare come you? Come on, man. King Ralph is a great it movie. It is not. It's no. barely a movie. No, John Goodman is a gift to America. He really is. But even their greatest gifts sometimes make terrible choices. And who is his trashy wife in that movie? Is it Sally Struthers or somebody? It's a British Great movie. No. And all the British royal family dies because it rains on their family picture? That's the best. (laughs) That's how it should be in real life. Uh, I just just have to ask for legal purposes. Patrick Bromley, are you now or have you ever been licking toads? (laughs) (laughs) I do not believe that ever happened. In any movie no, conceived how, of by man. That's how he gets to be king. <laughs> it is the entire royal family <laughs> yeah, dies. They die and because the they last. get electrocuted because of the picture they're taking. But then it turns out that he's not really related to them. It's actually Peter O'Toole, his butler, the whole time. Um, and you're just like, oh, God, poor Peter O'Toole. Yeah, tough break Peter O'Toole. He's been butling this whole time, and he was royal. I know. Yeah. Anyways, Escape from New York. <laughs> a lot better than King Ralph. I think a movie, we can all agree on A movie that. we'll never do. No, I don't, I, don't, I don't think that one's an action movie. Until until this movie goes from... Until this podcast uh, changes from body counts in beer to... Beer. Chuckles and yuck yucks in beer. Yeah. <laughs> or just beer. Yeah, beer. The... <laughs> The podcast. I don't need to watch a goddamn movie to drink. I can drink what I want. Oh, dynamite drop in, Brody. Perfect timing. Brody, this is an elementary school. Please leave. (laughs) I'll leave, but I won't be happy. I don't care. You can't drink around these kids. Brody, Brody, you've never been happy. We're really plumbing the depths of the psyche that is Brody. Brody. Well, you know what? He only had two movies of psyche depth thing, so we gotta fill in all that stuff around him. This is the chief Brody extended universe. Uh, and so, uh, eventually, uh, Snake uh, gets captured by the Duke. Uh, there's a brief little... This is where we get our next action scene, actually. There's a brief scene of Snake sneaking around. He finds the president all tied up um, and gets him out of there. And then he gets caught by the Duke and all his goons. And there's a little bit of a punch-up where Snake holds his own for a minute until he gets crossbowed through the leg um, on their escape. And then the Duke comes and just fucking punches him in the face. No, he doesn't punch him in the face. He hits him with a tire iron. Yeah, it's a yeah. tire iron. And First, it's important to note that Brain, like, instead of causing a distraction, Brain sided with Duke and set up a, a, like a trap, a, an ambush, more or less. Yeah, it's a real pelican brief. You don't know who to trust. A pelican? Oh, brief? a pelican brief? Yeah, like the film Pelican Brief. I just thought of a bird with underwear. <laughs> 
I'm not going to lie. You know, it occurs to me you never answered my question from before about your toad-licking habits. <laughs> <laughs> Fifth Amendment rights, John. I don't care. I don't care. But we need got... to, for insurance purposes, we need to put it down on the form. No wonder the toads keep telling us the princess is in another castle. They're sick of being licked. <laughs> now that's a toad joke. <laughs> All right, Michael Caine, thanks for stopping by for that's a toad joke. <laughs> right? Also, oh, ended in a Kane. nice guitar riff to end that. <laughs> Is that good enough? Yeah, that was good. I liked it. Uh, it's just got a nice little bend up there. I didn't want to. I didn't want to show off my fleet fingers. Snake Plissken has been captured by the Duke. Yeah, and Act Two begins. <laughs> Never has there been a clearer act break than the fade out and fade in of this scene transition. Yeah. We hear a bunch of gunshots as we slowly push into the lair of the Duke, who's got Snake's sweet Uzi shotgun sniper combo. Uh, and is just shooting at the president who is tied up against a wall. Yeah, it's a weird sort of William Tell kind of thing. Yeah, and he and like he's just like shooting an outline around him and, and repeatedly asking the president, "Who am I?" And to the president responds, "You're the Duke A Number One." Uh, and then that's good enough for the president to start a fucking Thunderdome. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Uh, so they basically they go into uh, I guess the old ruined boxing ring of Madison Square Garden yeah. uh, that they have turned into like a makeshift cage match cage. Right. Yeah, and uh, Snake has been patched up and he's brought in for to fight uh, a a very meaty gentleman. Yeah, this Essentially, guy... what you have is a crossbreed between the big German from Indiana Jones and Zangief from uh, yeah. Street Fighter. <laughs> What's like weird if you slammed is, them uh, together. This guy is like a weird magic eye poster where he just looks like a giant huge dude, like a Hulk of a man, uh, like a Russian guy, but he's got like weird Fu Manchu eyebrows. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And like also like a weird like chin strap beard that is it also like an Amish out. beard yeah it's yeah. real strange yeah um and also like a 3D eye poster if you stare into his chest hair you see a sailboat you do actually yeah, yeah. and if you stare into his back hair you see a sunset <laughs> Uh, and so uh, the Duke rallies everyone together for a big old fashioned just bat fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with bats, because yeah. they're Mets fans. Uh, yeah. We've Snake, been over this. Snake Plissken has been sentenced to uh, execution via death match. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and so giant... Uh, Which, can we just talk about how that is like the least effective means of capital punishment? Especially when you give the guy a weapon. Right? Yes, yeah. Yeah. Like if terrible. they were if they were trying to get him like killed, they should just give Zangief a bat and no bat for Snake. Yeah, but yeah. instead they give them both bats that they proceed to sword fight with. <laughs> they have a yeah. they have a bat sword fight. They do have it's a bat sword pretty fight. Pretty great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and this is the third action scene of the movie. <laughs> yeah, topsies. Uh, so they have a bats uh, a bat sword fight. Meanwhile, Brain and Maggie. Uh, are going to find the president because they're going to get the president out. They know that once Snake's time is up, the president will no longer be worth anything uh, to the United States police. Yeah, there's like force. a weird peace summit that he has to be on time for. With or a else tape that he... has something to do with cold fusion. Yeah, the MacGuffin is very weirdly ill-defined. In this yeah, yes. a little bit. A little so bit. They, uh, they run into our favorite puck. 
who oh god it can't be stressed enough how awesome this guy yeah, is and how it, oh, the whole movie should have just been about him yeah. he's just constantly posed yeah posing and prancing around he's very very uh, very nimble I yeah. like him a lot uh, but yeah Brain says the Duke sent us and he said no he didn't and then Duke goes or Brain goes well I'll have to go tell him that and he's like oh no wait yeah. wait, wait a minute <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble <laughs> It's just, it's really weird. The power dynamics of this scene just flip on a dime. Yes, because then he goes in to get the president, and then immediately Puck is just like, you're, you're not, not supposed, supposed to be here. And yeah. then He's a real Dante from Clerks. Yep. And Brain pulls a shiv and drives <laughs> it into his stomach, and then Maggie shoots the only other three guys in the room, and then the president's free. Yeah. The president, who at this moment is wearing a silly blonde wig yeah. for reasons not explained. Yes. Because uh, it's pretty. He likes <laughs> to feel pretty. Oh, but Puck is wearing Cabby's cap, which is very important. He yeah. said he got it in a trade. Made a trade. Yes. Made a trade. So, uh, meanwhile, back in the ring, Pluskin, our snake, and uh, foe Zangief, uh, who's like real Zangief, except you can wear him in public and people won't throw paint at you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, ah, that was I liked it. No, that was a good one. That was a good one. It was uh, a Zangy fur joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they finally, uh, Snake finally uh, is triumphant in the bat fight by just clubbing the shit. Well, they trade their bats for bats with nails in them, yes. and they get trash can lid shields, and then eventually he just drives one of the nails into Zangief's head. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. That'll do a it. Bitch. Yeah, no, I mean, if I got an old nail to the head, I'm probably not getting back up. I mean, probably. You might. I mean, it's happened to people, strangely enough. I mean, look at that movie regarding Henry. He learned how to walk again. Yeah, or those bizarre internet photos of that guy with the railroad spike through his nose. Ah, uh, that is Phineas Gage, my favorite head trauma victim in all of history. <laughs> Wow. Let me gather around, children. Yes, Let me no. tell you a tale of one Phineas Gage. The enthusiasm with which you have introduced this has enthralled me. John, John, I have to, John, I have to ask you, uh, for legal reasons, uh, <laughs> how much toad-licking you doing these days? <laughs> Enough to get me where I need to go, son. God damn it, John, you don't answer the question. You don't answer the question. <laughs> Narc! Oh, no! Just find it strange that you have a favorite head trauma victim. (laughs) Guys, guys, he was a railroad worker in the 1800s. He lifted his glorious hammer to drive a steel spike. (laughs) To drive a pen of capitalism into the heart of Mother Earth. But lo, did his blow miss and he detonated some TNT. That is close working through your spikes, bro. And though the spike traveled directly through the front half of his goddamn <laughs> skull. Christ. On a cross. Okay, what happens next? Uh, it turns out that a lot of your personality is kept in your frontal lobe. <laughs> <laughs> because afterwards he was described as cruel, drunk, and irate. <laughs> so he turned from a regular guy into Vigo, the Carpathian? <laughs> yes, and he, couldn't, he obviously couldn't work the railroads anymore, so he went to South America to become a cab driver. <laughs> <laughs> Driving some horse and carriages, getting the people where they need to go, swearing at the horses because he had lost all impulse control. Oh, 
in high school, me and my friends wanted to make a comic book where Phineas Gage was a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> and the spike that went through his skull became anointed by the righteous blood. <laughs> and he used that as his signature weapon to put down the bloodsuckers. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. He was a vampire killing other vampires? Yeah, With dude. his face spike? <laughs> Why hasn't this movie been made, John? Why aren't we performing this on a weekly basis? Oh my god. Phineas Gage head trauma vampire hunter. I mean, the thing practically writes itself, which is why we never bothered writing any of it down. You need to call Warren Ellis right now. <laughs> hey, Warren Ellis, you know that new sound you've been looking for? Well, listen to this. It's called Vinius Cage. It's a vampire hunter. Hey, Warren, Ellis, Ellis, Allie, buddy, still there? Still there? I think Bobby. I... <laughs> I, I, okay, I think I lost you. I'm going to try to call you back. <laughs> So, uh, Alan Moore, Warren Ellis keeps hanging up on me. Can you get him a message for me? He sends it by sex magic. <laughs> Some blood sugar sex magic. So, uh, Snake escapes... Uh, From New York. Credits! <laughs> sort of. He escapes to the roof of whatever building they're on. Which World appa- Trade Center. Yeah, which apparently this whole thing has been happening in the World Trade Center because... That he's having a shootout. Brain and Maggie are having a shootout with a bunch of of the Duke's goons. Maggie is actually shooting at people. Brain is throwing, near as I can tell, uh, pieces of bread to feed the pigeons <laughs> in the area. Yeah, empty bottles. I don't know what because he's doing. Nothing, yeah, it's his nothing, only weapon. Nothing yeah. makes a discernible sound or explosion that he throws. It's just soft pieces of, I don't know, Nerf or well, like he, he Play-Doh. Used, he used up all his magnum bullets on the giant spider boss, not knowing that you were supposed to lose that boss fight for plot purposes. <laughs> so oh, now he's down God. to his shitty melee weapons that he's got no range on, so he just throws. Oh, God, <laughs> Man, Ben there been there it's it's like, that's like my that's every like nightmare castlevania scenario i've ever been in <laughs> so only gonna lift these stupid crosses <laughs> uh so snake finally catches up to brain and maggie and the president and they uh they escape they're gonna find a car unfortunately the car <sighs> has a bad guy inside of it with a crossbow instead of an engine and what happens the duke is there it was a trap all along but then snake shoots a steam thing and it shoots the duke's face and they run away yeah yeah steam is scary dude yeah Yeah, it burns the shit out of the duke's face the next time you see him his face is burnt and like covered in blood I felt real bad for poor Isaac Hayes. Yeah. Uh, so they escape. They finally run into Cabby. Cabby's doing what Cabby does best. Driving around, listening to... Guys, 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 guys. That is not how Menominom goes. Integral plot point is what I was trying to say. Integral. Sorry, I just fell into a jazz hole, bro. 
and there were so many reefer cigarettes and berets down there, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> so they escape in Cappy's cab to the 69th Street Bridge. Snake activates his uh, tracer so they can find him. Uh, they're weaving in and out of cars. Uh, Brain is trying to uh, lead them through so they don't get mined because uh, there's mines all Damn, over the place. Mines. Uh, unfortunately, they do get mined, and the car explodes and splits in half. Yeah. Perfectly yeah. in half. This cab has a safety when it gets mined split directly into two pieces to dissipate all of the energy kind of feature. I, they brought this cab to King David. <laughs> they said, this cab's my cab. <laughs> Grant was like, yeah, but no, this The story you're cab. starting is about King Solomon. <laughs> and King David said, I'm going to cut the goddamn cab in half and then you'll both be happy. Chief Brody, I will thank you to stop telling stories from the Bible. Bible, you converted to Judaism. Chief Brody, we still believe most of the book, the old parts. <laughs> oh god! So their cab uh, hits a sawzall mine and explodes in half. Uh, unfortunately, Cabby does not make it. Yeah. But one thing we did learn was that the trade Cabby made for his Cabby hat was the tape the president was carrying that has the sequence diffusion apparently <laughs> on a audio or cassette. <laughs> I mean the other side is probably a bunch of like sweet deep purple songs. <laughs> yeah, right? What it is is it's Donald Pleasance's American Idol audition. <laughs> yeah. He has to hear himself back so he can make sure that he sounds right. And I mean for the record he sings Smoke on the Water. Yeah. And Fire in the Sky. <laughs> And then you can actually Where hear we all Johnny Walker. Sound some mantras. <laughs> um, oh. Because I'm as free as birds, and this bird you cannot catch. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, escape on foot now. Well, meanwhile, From New York and credits. <laughs> meanwhile, the Duke is chasing them in his car, his sweet, sweet chandelier car. headlight car. Uh, the Duke... Um, chasing them behind brain misreads his map of minds and explodes himself yeah he does yeah. and Maggie decides that she's gonna stay behind with his body yeah. takes the gun from Snake and as the the Duke draws near begins firing very deliberately taking yeah. aim yeah, yeah. through the sniper sight on the gun does her no good no. Uh, does not hit him once he instead just drives directly into her Smashing her between a car and his car. Yeah. She dead. Super dead. Yeah. She's all real bloody. Yeah. And he gets out fine, because this is the 70s, and that car's made out of steel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's when fucking Detroit yeah, meant something. right? Nah, there's... <laughs> Before OCP took over. Right? <laughs> fucking steel undercarriage and steel's body. Yeah. <laughs> no fiberglass, no nah. aluminum, nothing. Just good old American gonna plow through several cars. Yeah, it goes from zero to 60 in three days, but damn if it can't stand up right? to the punishment. Right? <laughs> And it takes a uh, wine butts of gasoline <laughs> and not gallons. But God damn it, it doesn't wreck. <laughs> so the president and Snake get to the wall. The rope is lowered. The president is brought over the wall. The president is saved. But Snake only has a minute or so left before his neck explodes. He gets in the rope, but the Duke comes and starts shooting at him. They have a brief little tussle. They do a little punching. Snake gets the better of the Duke, gets in the rope, starts getting pulled up. Halfway through, a hand stops the rope that's pulling Pliskin up. Pliskin yells, no, don't do this. 
the Duke is about to fire on Pliskin when the president, standing atop the wall, <laughs> unleashes a torrent of bullets into the Duke, yeah. screaming, You're the Duke! You're the Duke! A number one! You're the Duke! You're the Duke! And then he fat, turns the winch back yeah, on. Just what? fat, gelatinous Donald Prez- Pleasant's <laughs> drunk as shit. Yeah, what's with amazing a is gun. Uh, I don't think this was how the movie was supposed to end. I think Donald Pleasant's just started doing this. Yeah. And uh, John with an H Carpenter was like, guys, 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 cameras, cameras, cameras. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pleasant's is killing the Duke. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, Snake is finally pulled over by the president. Uh, they quickly give the president the tape, so they deactivate Snake's head bombs, and the day is saved. Snake, the president starts getting a nice shave uh, and a cleanup and some makeup before he goes on TV to present his tape. Snake asks him for a quick word and just asks him how he feels about the people who gave their lives to save the president. And Don- President Donald Pleasance uh, gives him like a snarky sort of just like I mean he I'll... sort of says he's grateful but he clearly doesn't mean it right yeah. exactly he didn't give a fuck so about these little people Snake takes a final drag off his cigarette throws it at the president walks away lights another cigarette <laughs> yeah like you do walks away Hawk shows up I want to offer you a job Snake I'm tired walks away Throws a cigarette away. Goodbye. Lights another, Lights another cigarette. That was back before the taxes, man. Fucking yeah. cigarettes used to be for pennies. <laughs> Goodbye, Snake. It's Pliskin. Yes. Yeah. Earlier in the movie when they talked, he'd say Pliskin. He goes, call me Snake. But now at the end, it's Snake. It's Pliskin. Yeah, this whole movie is the yeah. journey from one snake to one Pliskin. Yep. So the president goes to play the tape to save the world, and he gets Mark play the exact same tune again. <laughs> Guys, recorded jazz lose all the spontaneity of the piece. It's really pointless. <laughs> And the last shot is Snake ripping up the tape that has Cold Fusion on it? What I an guess. asshole! But then smash cut to the credits already in progress. Yes. And the introduction of Dick Warlock! <laughs> Greatest American ever, at least now, in terms of names. There are some fantastic names in these credits. Oh, yeah. I urge you to read every single one of them. There's like seven but they are all outstanding yeah. names. And remember a time when it was acceptable to credit someone as Gypsy. <laughs> gypsy <laughs> or, 1. Gypsy 2. Or, or Third it- Indian. <laughs> <laughs> and that takes us to bullet points. Bullet points! And now it is time for our first bullet point, Body Count. Body Counts. John, what do you think the body count is? Man, really low. Uh, I'm going to say seven. Ooh, Patrick, body count. Seven. Teen. Whoa, you're both <laughs> way off. Uh, the body no, count. I just, I like how Patrick's turned into a werewolf halfway through. <laughs> uh, the actual body count is 37. Whoa. That can't be true. It, I know. Whoa. Where? Like, and like, here's the thing. For one of the movies we generally watch, 37 would be criminally low. <laughs> yeah. 
But for this movie, it seems insanely high. Yeah. Unless Chief Brody snuck in and drunkenly murdered a few people that we didn't see. No. I'm hunting the most dangerous game. <laughs> no, Kurt Russell. All, all, all the guys at Broadway, They uh, once they realize the card got passed and there's just a straight royal rumble. <laughs> only one survived. We just didn't see it. Moving on to our next bullet point. Best kill. Best kill. Patrick, best kill. Fucking President Raja Hall <laughs> killing the Duke at the end, screaming in vengeance. It's the praises so he good. had to give. It's so it good. was amazing. He pointlessly stops the winch to not let Snake up, just so that Snake can dangle and witness the glory of the coming of El Presidente. The president for being an old, fat, drunk, white guy, <laughs> is amazingly good aim with an a yeah. fully automatic weapon. It just unloads on Isaac Hayes. No recoil, no oh, nothing. He's man. very strong. And screaming the whole time. Yeah. Amazing. So oh, John, best kill. I'm going to say uh, Cabbie, Ernest Borgnine's character. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. uh, not only does that mind slice it in half like a... Like a fucking... Ginsu knife? Yeah, like yeah. a knife that you buy on QVC. <laughs> like a Chef Tony Miracle Blade. <laughs> right. Uh, but it was the only death that really got me emotionally. I felt... Yeah. I felt bad when he died. It was never, like, no, not Cabby. He's never going to see another musical. Yeah. Right, and that's all he lives for. And it's because it's Ernest Borgnine, <laughs> the most beloved actor, like... He like you never heard like there's never a scandal with Ernest Borgnine, you know what I <laughs> right. mean? Ernest Borgnine was just that fucking joyful dude who hung out, who on talk shows explained the reason for his longevity was baiting all the time. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I mean, poor Cabby. If that keeps you going, I'm going to live <laughs> forever. forever. <laughs> right? Oh, I'll be so I'll be the first non-biblical person to live 400 years. <laughs> Take that, Methuselah. <laughs> Um, Mark, best kill. I am going to go with a lady in the chock full of nuts store. <laughs> As she is credited. As she's credited. As she is credited. She, she's, it's so great because like they have this scene where it's her and Snake and, you know, she recognizes Pliskin and she's trying to get out desperately. She finds out that the reason Snake is there is to get the president. She's like, take me with you, Snake, please. And like tries to seduce him like, just about to give him a kiss when the fucking ground opens up and she's dragged to hell dragged by the fucking Lamia or something. <laughs> <laughs> and just hands, hands on hands, dragging her to her doom. Yeah, it's like a reverse of that fucking scene from Labyrinth where yeah. Jennifer Connelly falls down the pit of a thousand hands. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to our next bullet point War Crimes. War crimes. John, tell me about some war crimes. Hijacking Air Force One and crashing it into a <laughs> fucking building in New York. Are you sure? Pretty sure. That's frowned upon. Yeah, yeah. It's a no-no bad thing. <laughs> That's at least got to be in like an HR guide somewhere. <laughs> well, uh, Sally, you, you did great. You hit all of your productivity metrics. That's good. But you crashed Air Force One into the streets of New York City and... Uh, you know what? My hands are tied. It's yeah, not right. me. 
It's, it's on know, the form. That's an automatic. It's the company. I I know. I I'm on your side. I think it's unfair too. Yeah. But you know, Donnie do flies Air Force One to Camp David. <laughs> Donnie don't. <laughs> Flies it into a building. <laughs> uh, Patrick, war crimes. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, quarantining all of your convicts on an island with no law or supervision of any kind. Yeah, that's, that's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. And allowing them to form their own weird society. Yeah, yeah, where they just murder and do all kinds of awful stuff to each other. And on top of that, are able to hold illegal sporting events. Yeah. Uh, dig into the ground for oil. Apparently there's oil in Manhattan. You don't know whether or not they have the right permits for those things. You're right. (laughs) I'm sorry. We never got that sweet scene at City Hall where the Duke shows up. Right. There's like that ten minute bureaucracy montage like they have in Jupiter Ascending where he gets his fight license. The Duke presiding over a like sanitation trash collection <laughs> meeting yeah uh, that's tough mark war crimes uh i would have to say putting the secret to cold fusion on an audio cassette <laughs> and just giving it to just the president right seems like kind of a war crime yeah uh especially when he's just out to like give the secret out to a bunch of other people uh and then he loses that tape that seems pretty terrible that you would record it onto an audio cassette and put it on the most heavily targeted plane <laughs> in the country flying over Prison Island. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Is this an action movie? Is this an action movie? Patrick, is this an action movie? I don't think it actually is, I unfortunately. Know, right? It has an action sequence or two. Yeah, three, there's a three. There's yeah. a there's a few punches. Yeah, there's a yeah. bat fight. Some stuff gets shot. Kind of a car chase. Yeah, some people die. I don't know about thirty seven. <laughs> seems kind of high, but no, this isn't an action movie. John, is this an action movie? I'm going to say this movie uh, is like the tacos in Jack in the Box. You're not going there for the tacos. <laughs> get them since you're already there. <laughs> They're only a buck. Exactly. Uh, this movie, you don't go to it for the action. You go to it for the weird setting and the synth score and that stark lighting that John Carpenter is great at. And hey, as a bonus, there's a couple of weird action sequences in it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mark, is this an action movie? It's not. Um, why I put it on the poll to be voted upon, I don't know. I knew full well going into it. There was not much action. But it has a reputation as an action movie. Um, I think part of that is because it's such a big cult classic. um, And because of just the look. Like a lot of movies after this kind of cribbed from it to build out the action genre. So in a way it's sort of like like a grandfather to a lot of action movies without being an action movie itself. Uh, Definitely not an action movie, unfortunately. But a... Good movie. Yeah, which a is where we go. Movie. Yeah. Yes, which is why we move on to our next part. Final reviews of Escape from New York. Patrick. So many growling, growly, Pinterest questions out of so many <laughs> other growling, Pinterest questions, gentlemen. Golden. John. A number one. Oh! A number one. The movie's the Duke. <laughs> I get it. 
Mark, final review of Escape from New York. It's the only purely American film there is. Just like Jad's the only purely American art form there is. You can tell because the president has a slight British accent. Yeah. It's only slight, though. Yeah, just a little bit. Just a touch. Just a little lot bit. A, a soupçon. Yeah. <laughs> British How accent. dare you bring French into my fucking podcast. <laughs> uh, guys, this has been Body Counts and Beer. We have watched Escape from New York. It's our 31st episode. We did not bother to celebrate 30 last time <laughs> with Under Siege. Uh, Under Siege was a celebration unto itself. Yeah. That's correct. It sure was. <laughs> Uh, I am Mark Rosenthal. I am Patrick Bromley. I am John Rooney, but you can call me Pliskin. Whoa! Oh shit. shit! He went from a snake to a Pliskin, you guys. He foreshadowed it so many times, and yet I didn't see it coming. <laughs> My mind is blown. What happens when this snake turns into a Pliskin this <laughs> summer? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Final thoughts, Chief Brody? Get your colon checked! <laughs> I mean, that's why. That's good. That's yeah. Good no, call, Chief. Brody's always got public service at heart. <laughs> Although he does believe that shark cartilage can cure cancer. <laughs> He's not too informed. Oh. And he chews it like tobacco. There's no study that says it doesn't! <laughs> And we will see you next time. Fare thee well. Body Counts and Beer is Patrick Starman Bromley, John the Fog Rooney, and Mark Assault on Precinct 13 Rosenthal. Please subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at BodyCountCast. Or email us at BodyCountsAndBeer at gmail.com.